Hey everybody, this is me, Ebony. Welcome back to my podcast. Today's topic will be discussing healthy boundaries within friendships and family relationships and dynamics. So this is one that I really feel that God has put it on my heart to uh, do for this podcast. And I was actually going to try to do like another Bible study slash teaching uh, session for you guys, but I really felt like The Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about boundaries within families and dynamics and within friendships because as people, I believe that this is an important topic, especially nowadays with, you know, things being blurred lines and and, and boundaries getting crossed and, and, and structures of families is not like how it used to be like way, way, way back in the days, but I honestly believe that this is something that God put on my heart for me to to talk about. And let me just clear the air right now. I am not being subliminal to, you know, anyone. So if anyone feels that I am trying to call them out, this is not me doing that. Not that that would be me, but sometimes you have to clear the air because that saying goes, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, some people wear those shoes too too well and sometimes you know when we hear the truth you know even me you know we hear the truth and it hurts and it stings you know you you don't want to own up to it but instead you reject it so that rejection causes offense so I am hoping and praying that excuse me this is not offensive to you in any way or that I'm not meaning to be offensive but Boundaries is one of those realistic topics that needs to be discussed and, and, and boundaries, healthy boundaries are discussed within counseling sessions, within marital uh, counseling, within counseling, you know, if you're single, you know, seeking to get married <clears throat> or if you're doing individual counseling, you know, boundaries is one of those um, areas that are discussed. Now, this is in addition to, I believe, in Jesus, and I also believe in therapy. I believe that you can go to God and get healed, but I also believe that God can work through medicine. God can work through people. God can work through other people's crafts and, 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 and experiences and, um, how would I say it, um, professionalism. So I do believe in uh, Jesus and counseling. So this is in addition to that um if you need to seek counseling, go ahead, seek it. There's nothing wrong with that. If you need to, um, you know, um, be scheduled to, to see a professional therapist, then please do so. You know, if you want to, you know, add this to your list, you know, your prayer list, you know, at, to the church you attend, things like that, then please do so. I believe in being healed and and well-rounded in all areas, you know, spiritually and practically. So if you know me by now, you know that I believe in spirituality and also practicalness because you can you can have all the book knowledge that you you have, but when it comes to common sense, some people, you know, just it is just not there. So <clears throat> spirituality along with practicality. So healthy boundaries within friendships and family dynamics. So when we think of boundaries, what do you think of? You may think of um, something that's being constrained, um, maybe like a line that you don't cross or you should not cross, or you may see a fence and 
to neighbor's yard <clears throat> that lets you know that this is the boundaries within their property. They own this. You do not cross over that fence unless they give you the authority. If you do and they, they haven't given you the authority, that means you're trespassing. That's what I think of when I think of boundaries. I think of something tied down, something unmovable. But what also sticks out to me when I think of the word boundary or bound is, is to me, it's, it's something that you have placed in a spot on purpose. So when I'm talking about healthy boundaries within friendships and within relationships, I'm, I'm talking about something that you think of on purpose, things that you care about, your morals, your values, what you hold dear to, your, your emotional well-being. You know, um, these are some of the things that you got to put boundaries around. And boundaries are set in place to protect not only you, but those of people who are around you. So boundaries are not just for you, but for the people around you. And it's for a reason and it's for a purpose, you know. And there can be unhealthy boundaries and there can be healthy boundaries. But today I'm going to talk about healthy boundaries. So protecting your space, protecting your emotional well-being, protecting your spiritual well-being, protecting your physical well-being, you have to have boundaries within your your physical um, aspect as well. And also mentally. Um, when we, when we love ourselves, honestly, and we love ourselves enough, we, we get to learn who we are. When we are discovering who we are, we, we learn the things that we like. We learn things that we don't like. And whether you purposely are thinking of ways to be more stern about the boundaries that you set in place, or when you decide to become uh, purposeful in setting boundaries because maybe you haven't had boundaries in certain areas before whether you realize it or not certain things that you hold dear to you you have boundaries around you just don't realize it and if you don't sometimes you may not realize that you don't have boundaries around a certain area because maybe you may allow people and circumstances to push your boundaries back and forth depending on the the time of the day and and no one knows where you stand on a certain topic for instance I'll give you an example right say you're dating someone you and him are seeing each other for a few weeks and you believe in um how can I say it Mm, I'll just put it out there you believe in or you want to believe in um, waiting to have sex until you're married, whether you're a virgin or not, maybe you're a celibate, things like that, it doesn't matter. You are putting up the boundary, okay, no sex until we're married, right? So you're dating and, you know, you feel that this person is the one, you guys feel that you are it for each other, right? So your boundaries you set in place is no sex before marriage, but... With that comes the temptations to have sex, right? So you put in place of, okay, no um, going out alone with this person at a certain time. Because, you know, at night in certain times of the day, there's temptations, right? Um, No kissing until whatever. Maybe you're engaged or something like that. And you also have your accountability partners to 
hold you accountable to say, you know what, I think I'm feeling a little bit strong about this person. Um, cause sex is one of those things where it's just, it's, it's sometimes hard to be disciplined in the area. Food and sex are some of the most hardest areas to be disciplined in. So you set those boundaries, no sex before marriage. You put other boundaries in place to ensure that there's not going to be any slip ups. There's not going to be any ways where, um, how can I say it? There's, there's, you're not going to leave yourself room to fall into the temptation to cross the boundaries that you don't want to cross, right? So that's your boundary. That's a boundary saying what you will and will not do, right? Bet. So you're dating this person and you go on and on and on. And then you decide, you know what? I really love this person and your emotions are just so strong and you feel so attached to this person and you are tempted to just plunge, just to go for it and, and, you're just you're deciding to move your boundary you're gonna say you know what I'm not gonna wait till I'm married to have sex I'm just gonna go ahead and do it anyway this is a prime example of having a boundary in place to protect you and the other person or other persons and you're moving it based on your emotions your your will your mental stability your your physical temptations things like that your lust your your cravings and things like that. So this is what what it's like to have a boundary and to keep moving it back and forth based on emotions. Now, the other part to having boundaries and moving it back and forth and not being stable in, in what you said you would do and what you said you would not do. Now, not only are you confusing yourself, not only are you going back on your word, now your your partner who you've been dating is also confused. Although he may give into the temptation as well to say, you know what? Okay, cool. Let's go have sex before marriage. But in his mind, he may not tell you or she may not tell you, but they're like, well, wow. If they really thought that this was important to them and now they're going back on their word, what makes me as a person think that I can trust them in what they say? What makes me think that I can now hold them accountable to what they're saying and doing if they're not going to follow this one thing. So when you don't keep your boundaries, when you don't keep your promises, when you don't keep your yeses, yeses, and your noes, noes, not only do you hurt your own self, you hurt your own credibility. You, you help shape people's views of you based on your lack of standards, having standards, your lack of boundaries, having boundaries. People view you based on your word, if you're going to keep your word or not. So this is why it's, it's important to to figure out what it is that you value, what it is that you you care about. Because what you care about should fall into the line of, you know what, I'm going to set up boundaries around this area of my heart, of my emotions, because I care about certain aspects of my life, and I don't want that to become damaged or taken advantage of, because I feel that if I respect this about me, then other people should too. If they're not going to respect this about me, then they need to leave my life, because when people crush up boundaries continually, you have to make a decision to let them go or to let them stay. Each choice you make comes with a consequence. If they stay, they're going to continue to hurt you. They're going to continue to walk all over you. They're going to continue to be disrespectful. 
and you're going to continue to be a doormat and after a while you're either going to grow numb to the disrespect to the to the not not keeping your word on keeping your boundaries or you could tell them you know what you are no longer allowed in my life and and the consequences of that is you're going to protect yourself although you may be healing from the past hurts but get no giving them cutting off their access to your life is going to start the healing process of you know what I don't need people in my life who's going to cross my boundaries right and this could be the opposite it could be you could be the person that's crossing other people's boundaries you could be the person that's not respecting your own boundaries right whether it be your emotions your mental state your spirituality going to church on Sundays your physical health you know not working out not not um, eating right you know you have to set up boundaries within your physical body as well you know if you're not eating right you're not exercising the consequences of not being disciplined and and keeping boundaries around your physical health is that, you know, things can happen. High blood pressure, you know, injuries if you're not taking care of your body physically, things like that. So what do you value? What do you hold dear to you? What do you want people to know about the boundaries that you set? There's so much, right? And I also liken boundaries to having insurance, right? Say if you have an insurance on house. Why do we get insurance on health? Why we do get, Why do we have renters insurance? Why do we have car car insurance? Right, because houses, cars, property, you know, um, material things they cost money, right? Things that cost money, um, is probably going to be a a concern to you and of care to you because these are things that you worked hard for, you blood, sweat, and tears. You know, these are the, the physical results of, you know, you working hard, you have a house, you have a roof over your head, you have a car to go to and from work, to, to do things leisurely, you have a paycheck to go here and there, you know, you have a bed, you have furniture, things like that. So you have insurance for these things, and insurance says if something was to happen to X, Y, and Z, you have money to cover to replace what you hold valuable to you, right? And if you've ever done an estimate for like a house insurance or a flood insurance or your car, things like that, they'll look up like the model of your car and they'll say, okay, what is your car worth, right? Say your car is worth like $93,000, right? But you want to add extra stuff, right? Extra protection. They're saying your car is valued at $94,000, but you want to insure it for $150,000 just in case. Things like that, right? So they give an estimate of the value of your your possession. So that way, if something happens, you can replace it. Insurance, when it comes to boundaries, your boundaries is like your insurance for your well-being, for your emotional well-being, your physical well-being, your... um mental well-being and in 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 everything that makes you as a as a person boundaries are your insurance saying that if you take care of this x y and z is going to be taken care of and you're not going to to lose value on these things because you're setting up boundaries in place to make sure that you are taken care of as well as other people are taken care of and i'll discuss later on how you on the other end can be the the toxic person, right? So 
So boundaries is to protect, right? If we don't set boundaries for ourselves to abide by and for others to abide by, we will become doormats, right? We we must balance this in all aspects of our lives, I believe, because I think that it's important. If any area is honestly out of balance, you'll survive, but for so long, but eventually, eventually, being out of balance in one area or even two areas, it'll last for a little bit. And it may even last for a while because, you know, you have that saying, fake it till you make it. Well, faking it till you make it only lasts but for so long before you crumble. So it's best to try to have all areas taken care of as best you can. Now, no one lives a perfect life. life. No one has it all together all at one time. But the goal is to strive for discipline, not perfection, because none of us is perfect. The only person who was perfect on this earth was Jesus Christ, right? What can you place boundaries around and why? Why do you think boundaries are to be placed where they should be or ought to be? Now, that's something that only you can answer, right? We all have things that we value, but only we know why it's valuable, right? So people... You know, they can't, you know, read, you know, read your mind. So when you when you value something and it's important to you, you say to yourself, okay, this is important to me because when you are discussing your boundaries, sometimes it's important to let other people know or a person know, hey, this is important to me, but this is why, right? You know, they say the people who are closest to you are the ones who can hurt you the most. So when it comes to friends and family, this is why I believe that God put it on my heart to talk about this topic this month is because it's the people that are closest to us that can hurt us the most, that can do the most damage, but can probably hurt us the quickest. And just like what Judas did to Jesus, how Judas betrayed Jesus. He was also the closest to him. Well, he was one of the closest to Jesus of the the 12 disciples or the 11 other disciples. He was able to get information to Jesus' enemies a lot faster because he knew Jesus in and out, right? So things like that, you know, your friends and families can hurt you the most. This is another reason why it's good to set up boundaries, right? Within friendships, within family dynamics, And things of that nature. With family and friends, keeping boundaries around your feelings and your emotions, especially when they are are toxic. And the reason why I added toxic and I feel that God wanted me to add that is because when we're dealing with something like this, when we're talking about boundaries and, and family dynamics, none of us are perfect, right? We, we can't always be talking about the other people this and the other people that. And this is what these people are doing to me. Sometimes we have to look at ourselves and say, you know what? I am the problem. I am the common denominator. Even if you're not the problem, being a common denominator in eight different situations should trigger or should turn on a light bulb to say, you know what? Why am I in eight? different scenarios but it seems like it's the same scene but just different people right so being a common denominator should be should be a trigger to go you know what maybe I should 
self-examine. Maybe I should inquire with God to see why do I keep ending up in situations like this. Maybe it's boundaries. Maybe it's standards. Maybe it's X, Y, and Z. But the only way you can learn that is by honestly getting with God, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what it is, and figuring out what it is that you keep doing to get yourself into certain situations where either you're crossing other people's boundaries and things are going on or it's happening to you, right? When it comes to our feelings and emotions, now, I'm not trying to harp on us women, but we women are the worst at emotions. Why? Because we are just created this way. We know Eve is the center of all of it. <laughs> and especially around, you know, not trying to be TMI, but men know and us females, you know, that around especially that time of the month, every 28, 41 days or however, you know, when you get your cycle for your menstruation, you know, our hormones go out of whack. You know, if you're past 30, you probably be experiencing some hot flashes, some warm flashes you know, hormones all all over the place, you know, you jump into conclusions, things like that. So women, we are sometimes our own worst enemies, but we must set up boundaries around our emotions because having something set up around your emotional well-being is so important because it is to protect you and it is to protect other people, right? emotionally right mentally respect all of your friendships sometimes you know when we're hurt we're tempted to lash out on people right that's your emotional that's your emotional side coming out you know when people hurt you or you hear that you know your so-called friend said this and this about you you're tempted to just go off the handles and 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 blast them on social media you know letting your emotions just run wild This is what I mean when I say set up boundaries, right? You have to tell yourself, if I'm ever crossed by a friend, if I'm ever hurt by a friend, what will I do? What will I not do, right? Sometimes, you know, especially in a day, in this day and age of social media where you can just write anything on on the websites and you can write anything on these social media platforms and you can just blast people and it can go viral in like less than 24 hours. So we have to set boundaries on, okay, I will not, you know, be disrespectful to my family on social media under no circumstances. I will not um, blast my friends, even if they turn out to be my enemies on social media. You know, I will not get emotional. I will not bleed out and things like that. So this is what it means by placing boundaries on your emotions. It's it's you telling yourself, no matter what happens, no matter how bad I'm hurt, what will I not do? Now, I am not saying that I have this area down packed. No, this is something that I have to take heed to myself. But I can tell you from experience that I have been there. At times I have failed and at times I have passed the test. Right. I've even had good, um, good. Uh, how can I say it? Brothers and sisters in Christ who would see a post of mine and they would go, you need to take that down because you're either being petty or, you know, you are showing too much of your whatever is going on inside your heart. And, you know, sometimes they would say you either need to go pray about that or you need to go, you know, write it down or something. But you don't need to be 
putting that out on social media. And I would have to get checked and I would have to also check myself. And there were times where I would delete the post or, you know, delete whatever. And I would have to have a heart to heart to myself to say, you know what? Social media isn't for the platform of hurting other people. You know, that's not what God wants us to do. So I know this for experience that I have to put up boundaries around my emotions. When I'm feeling like Petty Betty, I have to go tell Petty Betty, go sit down because you are not going to win this battle today with being the pettiest person in the room. Because honestly, being petty is not going to win souls to heaven. In fact, you might send a few people to hell based on your petty level, whether it's at 10 or 1,000. It is not going to work today, Satan, okay? So putting boundaries around our emotions, around um, the things that could go wrong, and it's, it's a time where you can get to know yourself because, honestly, if you know your trigger points, you know, um, and I'm not saying you're going to know all of them. I think that emotions and trigger points is, it's, it's kind of the perfect topic to, to discuss with a therapist, with a counselor, because I believe that counselors and therapists is actually, honestly, the good ones are truly skilled and very, um, how can I say it? They're, I don't want to say scholarly because that's probably not the best word for it, but they are very good at what they do. And sometimes they can reveal things to you that you never even know that existed and they can help you figure out what your trigger points are. And I actually had someone, um, a guy say, you know, whenever he's developing like new friendships or things like that, or when he is around some of his old friends who had knew him back when, you know, and he felt like, you know, um, things were going to be like reacquainted, you know, with friendships or, you know, relationships. He said that he would have to explain to them what were his trigger points and why was that important to him and for, for other people to be aware of hey, this is his trigger points. Do not cross this boundary because when you have trigger points and you're you're in the process of being healed and when you're in the process of seeing a therapist, those trigger points are like grenade bombs. You, you push the button, you step on it, and something's going to happen. And it's not going to end pretty. So he would set up boundaries verbally communicating saying hey these are my trigger points this is my boundaries do not cross this boundary because if you do and I become a different person that you're not going to like it's going to be bad for you and for me so he was aware of his trigger points he was aware of his emotions he was aware of his emotional state and he was able to state based on therapy and in counseling and in self-reflection and it takes maturity to, to, to tell people, this is how I feel. This is, this is what my trigger points are. This is where I'm at. Uh, do not cross these boundaries. It takes a mature person to, to admit that, um, you know, to, to people who are around them. And, and it takes a lot of courage because when we're vulnerable with people, 
when we're um, just putting ourselves out there, you know, you also open yourself up to attack. There are some people who they don't care about your emotional well-being. They don't care about your trigger points. They're selfish. But it's also a good thing to learn that when when you're speaking your vulnerabilities, when you're speaking, you know, the things that are wrong with you, or I, I shouldn't say wrong. That's the wrong word. When when you are stating things that are uh, areas that need to be healed, when you're stating things like that, you also get to see who the people that are around you, how they really are. And that's also your time to figure out, do I really want this person in my life? Do I want these people in my life? Is it worth them crossing over my boundaries from time to time. If you feel like it's not worth it, then that's your choice. You make the decision either right then and there or at some point in time to say, you know what? I don't think this relationship is going to match well. I think that it's best you go your way. I go my way and out of all maturity and and for the sake of being adults, you know, you don't got to be petty about it. You don't got to put it on social media. Just it's not going to work out, right? So you go your way, I go mine, things like that. So this is what I mean when it comes to your emotional well-being, being open and honest, seeking therapy, seeking counseling, knowing knowing where you stand with your emotions, your emotional state, and also with other people. You know, if other people are telling you, um, this is where I'm at with my emotional health, you can respect their their um their uh considerations or you can walk off. You know, you may also run into a person who will tell you I've heard this before and you have some women who can't have children, right? You have some women who can't have children and you may have a friend who reveals to you all in a group of people that she's unable to have children and and you may be one of the people in the group that has a child or children amongst a few other of you know you guys's friends and what if one day she reveals to you you know what guys um it's been hard for me to say this but I'm going to go and say it uh she may say something like it's hard for her to have kids or you know, she has to go through fertility treatments or things like that, or something happened X, Y, and Z. She may also reveal to you that talking about children and being pregnant is hard for her, and she may have PTSD, she may have um, anxiety, she may have whatever, and if she reveals to you that this topic brings her into an emotional state that is unhealthy, what do you do? What are you going to do? Are you going to help her? Are you going to not talk about this topic, you know, in front of her? Things like that. So these are boundaries, right? Boundaries, protection to protect you and to protect other people around you, right? Another thing that we must place boundaries around when it comes to friends, family, is gossip. Let me tell you, gossip is the number one thing that would probably Probably send you to hell, but it's, 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 it is a, who gossip, ugh, anywho, gossip is another thing that you should put boundaries around, whether you are the person that does the gossiping, 
or whether you are around people who do the gossiping and you kind of find out all about people's business. But gossiping amongst friendships and friends and family is is honestly, I think, the worst. I've seen people not give other people opportunities based on the gossip and the rumors that were spoken about them based on just hearsay, not not getting to know the person, not getting to see who they are, you know, you know, for themselves. They just go based on what someone said and opportunities were either lost or gained based on that. And to me, I think that that's a very dangerous thing to do. And that's a very vulnerable situation to be put in. And you have to have Again, a a certain level of maturity to even be in a room or at a table where you can hear gossip about someone, but still decide in your mind and in your heart to say, you know what, I don't care what they're saying about this person. People either grow and they learn from their mistakes or they grow and they learn and they become better people or they don't. But you have to be mature enough to say, you know what, I would rather get to know this person for myself. Or even if you're not getting to know the person, you may say to yourself, you know what, when I see this person or when I see these people that they were just talking about, I'm going to give them a clean slate. Let them start over. Let them let them be anew because you may have haters in your camp. You may be around people who are haters. Maybe they're jealous of the person. Maybe they're jealous of the group of people. Maybe they're trying to be, you know, on their level. Maybe they were once friends and maybe they're trying to get other people to get on board with how they feel because maybe they have hurt feelings. Maybe they have something, you know, some unfinished resolved issues left over from, you know, a past friendship or maybe they're just jealous of the person or the people or the group of people so when it comes to gossip put boundaries around you put boundaries around your household and gossip includes gossiping to your wife and your husband and even your children if you feel like you can't at least try to try right and I'm not saying that I'm perfect in this, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, um, all of this is just, uh, how can I say it? You can just get to point A to point B to point C to point D. Some of these things take time to be worked out, right? Some of these take some healing. Some of these take will take us speaking the word of God over our lives. But gossip and setting boundaries around protecting your spiritual ears, your your physical ears, protecting your spirit because even even listening to gossip about other people can can taint your spirit and it can taint your emotions and how you see other people. And you may make a picture and a judgment based on the negative talk, based on what these people have said, and you may paint this person as this and they're nothing like what you just painted them based on the words that were spoken by people who you don't even really know if they really know this person. So so set boundaries around gossip, set boundaries around family and friends, because 
family and friendship gossip can it can be the worst gossip ever. You see it at funerals, you see it at weddings, and you definitely, definitely, definitely see it at family reunions. You you may see the little clique, you know, that stands in a corner and, and points out and, and looks at everybody. And, and then every time a certain person walks by, you know, they got to make that mm, look at her in that tight skirt or mm, look at him with his third baby mama. You know, things like that. You know, be careful about what's, what gets in your spirit and be careful about the, the junk that you, you tell about, you know, your so-called friends, your so-called family members. And honestly, you know, and, and not to try to preach down at people, but if you are the one that's doing a gossip, you know, about your so-called friends and then you're on social media, you know, just, hey, girl, how you doing? Congratulations. You're so blessed. Or, you know, whenever you see them in public, praising them and things like that, but yet you go behind closed doors and you gossip about them, you might as well not even be their friend. You might as well just stop the press, stop the madness, and then and cut the friendship off because you basically are just tolerating people in your life that you degrade every chance that you get and it's like why do you keep people around if you're going to gossip about them if you really feel a certain way about them don't have them in your life because you are honestly verbally disrespecting a friendship that honestly couldn't be a blessing but because you have some issues going on you just rather just just you know cross these boundaries in in so-called friendships that that you shouldn't be you know crossing and I know it may sound harsh but sometimes you have to 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 let it be what it is and 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 be up front and you know you have a lot of this going on and family is not easy family gossip is not easy to deal with because just like with certain friendships you know you can you can walk away, you know, you can walk away any day, you can walk away, you can stay and things like that. But the family dynamics is not always easy, right? You can't just disown a family member, right? Some people do, some people it's easy for, but certain situations is not always ideal. Like you have people who are married, you know, you have husbands who will gossip about their wives after like 10 years of marriage to their buddies. You may have a a wife who gossips about, you know, um, the sexual experiences that she has or the lack of sexual experiences that she has with her husband to her girlfriends. And when it comes to gossip like that, you know, you can't just get rid of your husband. You can't just get rid of your wife because you guys are married. The, the dynamics is you have to get a divorce in a certain states and in certain countries Getting divorced can be sometimes a one to five year process and even getting divorced is not easy and is not always fast. So when it comes to family and families, um, trying to set boundaries around gossip and, and family, just family feuds are not always easy because like I said, the people who are closest to you can hurt you the most and it can hurt you the fastest. But it's it's something that needs to be worked out. And, and some, how can I say it? Gossiping within some families can actually be a generational curse that needs to be broken. Sometimes it's not 
a matter of discipline. Sometimes it's a matter of breaking a spirit off of family members, right? It's it's hard. It's not easy, but it can be done. It can be it can be brought to light, and it's it can be messy, but it can be done. And you have people who they're either going to be on board with it or they're not. They're going to either try or they're not. They're going to try. And they're going to really want to do it, but they're probably going to have days and times where they fail at, you know, keeping family secrets or, or, or respecting other people's boundaries and, and, you know, and, and respecting other people's relationships. Because I think one of the most things that can be talked about, especially at the family table when it comes to gossip is other people's relationships, you know, and, and other people's marital statuses, you know, other people's kids, you know, I see a lot where, you know, you know, certain families may make fun of, you know, uh, a male or a female who has, you know, six kids by like four different baby mamas and baby fathers, you know, that can be frowned upon in certain families. And that can be the topic of discussion every time the families get together. But in actuality, you know, who who are we to judge a person based on how many kids that they have, you know? And, and that's, to me, how can I say it, shouldn't be discussed at a family table because, you know, you don't know what that person's gone through. You don't know if, you know, how these children were conceived. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, discussing people's marital statuses and, and relationships and just the family drama and gossip can be hurtful. It can be degrading. It, it can be um, just wrong, you know, and it's it's one of those things where you you may find yourself being that that aunt or that uncle or that cousin that says, OK, you know, we're having a, a gathering for Thanksgiving you know, here are the rules set in place. And I've actually seen that done before too. You know, um, a girl who had a, who, who was planning her wedding and she wanted to be respectful of people who were there. But at the same time, because she knew how certain people were and she loved them and some of them were her family, some of them were her friends, she had to set boundaries and to some of them, they were shocked at some of her requests, you know, um, the things that she re- she would request. She would say, basically, you know, Aunt Susie, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't say that. And, you know, maybe to like her brother, you know, you can't drink this amount of drinks because, you know, when you get too drunk, you become belligerent. You, you know, start fights and things like that. So she was a person that when they gathered around, she would have to be the mature person to say, okay, I know how this is going to play out if these three people are in the room together. And this is how it is when it comes to, you know, family. And it sucks and it's it's hurtful and it's hard. And I'm not saying everybody's family is in shambles, but I will say that every family has its successes and every family has its failures and every family has it's it's um high moments and every family has its down moments and gossip is is one of those things where you see that it runs rampant within friendships within 
within family dynamics and it's it's uh I could just go on and on about this topic but there can be boundaries placed around that right and gossiping about family members can go the same way except this can be much more damaging like I said because it depends on you know situations so for all of us we have to be mindful about that that family dynamics of family gossip and and it's never too late to decide whether you want to just have out of it because you can be looked at as that person who that every family reunion you know you may have all the cousins coming to you because they know you're going to have the scoop on everybody. You know, if you really feel like God is putting on your heart to become a better person, to become a um, a a better Christian, a better father, a better mother, you know, it's never too late to change. And, and it's hard, you know, to change in front of the very people who saw you at your worst. But I honestly do believe that God will give you the God will give you the grace and God will give you the strength to to change in front of the people. Because, like I said, friendships, you can walk away. Right. You know, if you if you choose to. But family, you can't really just walk away all the time because it's not always that easy, depending on the dynamics and the situations that are not only connecting you by blood, but legally. Right. Gossiping. You may see this um, a lot with parents. You may see this with parents. You may see this with uh, married parents, uh, divorced parents, with uh, parents who were never married but have children together. You know, you you have parents or a, a parent who they may bash the other one in front of their children. And sometimes they may not mean to, but because they're hurt, because they have uh, unresolved issues, unresolved residue, and like I said, gossiping is one of those things to where you can taint other people's spirit. You can taint other people's views of people. And this goes the same way with children. You know, children see you. They see what you talk about. They see how you speak of the other parent. And no matter how much a child loves their parents, the one who does the most bashing on the other parent unfortunately gets to see that person that way now you may have some some children who they're either naturally born with a gift to be strong or God is really leading them but a lot of children unfortunately um, their souls become tainted their spirits become tainted because the the one of the parents chooses to bash the other parent now whether it's true or not it doesn't matter things can still be true but it doesn't mean that you have to to bash them right it doesn't mean that you have to to uh talk about them neg negatively in front of your children right you can set up a boundary around um family discussions you can set up a, a a boundary that you won't cross within yourself. You can say, you know what? It doesn't matter how hurt I am because so-and-so left me, you know, with these kids. It doesn't matter how um, sad I get on certain days. I'm not going to take my anger out on my children. I'm not going to gossip about um, my former significant other, you know, or the child's parent. Because I want the child to grow up to be healthy, to be to be functional. 
So your your boundaries could be okay, no gossiping, no bashing about the other parent. Um, if your child comes to you and asks a question to for you to be truthful and honest, you know how honest are you going to be, right? So you're setting up boundaries. You're setting up perimeters around your heart that says, "I've been hurt. I've been wounded." You know, we are not, you know, my former significant other or my uh, child's father, my child's mother, you know, we are no longer together. But how can we make this co-parenting thing work for the better? How can we we still raise our child or children and still be healthy adults around them in order to give them the best life that we can based on a situation? Right now, I'm not saying that this is the case for everybody. Because not everybody's perfect, right? But we all learn, we all grow, we all need the same grace from God to get from day to day and from point A to point B and from glory to glory to glory, right? These are some of the things that you can ask yourself. And these are some of the things that you can talk to if this is not you and you know someone, maybe this is something that you can talk to them about and say, you know what? Maybe if you didn't bash your significant other, maybe your child wouldn't wouldn't um be acting out this type of way because it's like we as human beings, we are honestly like garbage trucks, and like a garbage truck, if it becomes so full, eventually the garbage is gonna start spilling over. And this is what it's like when you are doing a gossiping when it comes to co-parenting and you're, you're bashing the other parent. Your garbage starts spilling out over, you know, onto your children. And, and eventually your, your children are going to start to look like the things that you say about the other parent because no matter how hurt you are, no matter how much you say you mean well, you know, your children soak up everything. They soak up everything you do and they sometimes mimic what you do and what you say and who you are. So I would say be careful in that aspect of, you know, hurt people hurt other people. But one thing you don't want to do is damage your children just because you're damaged. That is like the worst thing that you can probably do. And like I said, I believe in Jesus and I also believe in counseling and in you know, I, I it it was a revelation that God gave me a while ago where he revealed to me that, you know, when parents get divorced and, you know, they have to go through to through therapy and they have to go through counseling, so does children. I honestly believe that children have to go through counseling as well. Some parents get it, some parents don't. Some parents understand it, some parents don't. You know, you may have some parents that say, Oh, they're just kids, they'll get over it. But kids are human. They're 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 human just like us, yet they they don't know how to express themselves as much as we do. They don't know how to articulate words as good as we can. And sometimes they don't know how to compartmentalize like we can. And sometimes even adults fail to compartmentalize after a while. So it's good that that kids seek counseling as well, or not seek counseling, but as parents, it's good to to um, admit your your child or your children to go seek counseling, especially if you're seeking counseling after going through a divorce, after going through a breakup, 
or you know after you know whatever the case is it's it's good to always have your child go to to counseling as well because just like how you need help being put back together they need help trying to stay together as a child and to still try to keep their you know their youth and things like that gossiping and and talking trash about you know other family members um, going back you know always being suspicious of other family members that can be toxic as well you know gossiping and making up stories it destroys a lot of people it destroys a lot of foundations and and it's one of those things like again like I said you you should and very much well could set up boundaries around this area and around this topic because it it can do more damage you know because your family and friends are the most that are closest to you it can hurt you uh pretty pretty fast right and some of the other things that I feel like you or that I, yes, that's the right word, that I feel that you should set up boundaries around when it comes to family or friends um, is money. And money can be a sensitive topic to certain people, some people not, but um, boundaries around your money and other people's money is important because money and I'm not going to say money grows on trees because it doesn't, but there are some people who money comes to them a lot easier than some, but that's it, it doesn't matter whether it does or not. But what I want to say is that for the majority of the people, money comes through hard work, money comes through, through great sacrifices, so money is valued more, right? Not idolized, not... not um not worshipped, but valued, right? Valued with a healthy mindset that says, you know what, I I cherish everything that I earn, you know, I, I work hard for what I, you know, I get, things like that, right? When it comes to money, what I would say as far as setting boundaries is, is I would say do not allow family members and friends to to bait you into you know, taking care of them to the point to where you can't take care of yourself, right? It's like being on an airplane. And when you're on an airplane before you take off, before you even taxi, you know, the, the pilots will say, you know, to the to the flight attendants to get the, the, the plane ready and to, you know, brief the safety brief. And what, um, if you've ever been on a plane or you ever seen it in a movie, sometimes they get it right. But what flight attendants will do is that they'll say, in case of an emergency, you do X, Y, and Z. And then one of the, the particular parts that they tell you um, about an emergency is that they tell you if in case of emergency or in the case of landing or things like that, um, what you do is uh, the, the there are these masks that will fall from the airplane, right? The A certain impact um, to the airplane that makes the airplane shift will uh will activate um the oxygen mask to fall down because that lets the plane know um kind of like the shock resistance to say okay something has impacted the plane um if the plane falls too fast or something happens the the people on the plane are going to need oxygen so the impact helps activate the the uh the mask the oxygen masks are in the plane right and the flight attendants will tell you, 
before you save someone else, put it on your own mask, right? Because the mask is to help you. And then once you put your mask on and you make sure you have enough oxygen and you're breathing that you're taken care of, what the flight attendants will tell you then to do is then to help the person next to you if you see that they can't help themselves. This is a great analogy when it comes to money, I honestly believe. Help yourself before you help others. Why? Because I always say there are two questions that you can ask yourself to see how well you are financially, right? The first question you should ask yourself in in um, testing out your financial stability is is the people who always ask you for money, if you needed help, would they be able to help you as fast as you help them? If the answer is no, then you need to make you a priority. The second question you need to ask yourself is, is if you, you yourself, would you be able to help yourself as fast as you help other people after you're done helping other people? If the answer to that question is no, you need to make your financial stability for you and your household your priority, right? And what I mean by that is is you're going to have to tell some people no. You may have friends and families that are leaning on you for some financial support, right? And it's okay to help out some people sometimes, but when you're constantly helping and same people out all the time, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and they're still doing the same thing. They're still, you know, um, still living in those same habits. You have to ask yourself, are you enabling them or are you truly helping them? Because, and I'm not trying to, to you know, make fun of anyone. But what I'm saying is, is that sometimes we can be enabling people by not, by not setting boundaries, right? By not saying no. Sometimes. And it may be hard for a little bit, but sometimes saying no and setting boundaries will help them better than it's going to help you, right? Help yourself and make yourself a priority before continuing to help other people. Now, I'm not saying don't follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit because that's not what I'm saying, right? Always follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. If God is putting on your heart to help someone, help them, please, by all means, right? If God is saying doing X, Y, Z, please do it. But what I'm saying, when it comes to money, money along with gossip is one of those um, sensitive topics and sensitive issues where it can cause a rift really, really fast. Like even winning a lottery and having a lot of money can can put a rift through a family. Because what happens when you win a lottery? There are a lot of people who will start going back and saying, well, I helped you do this. And remember when I did this and you don't want to give me nothing now. That's so messed up. And even having a lot of money will cause a rift through a whole generation, even generations of family. So money is a, (coughs) excuse me, a sensitive topic. But help yourself and help your household before you continue to help other people right when it comes to money do not be manipulated either right i i i can can assure you that this happens within families right and like i said before it's okay to help people but helping people 
to the point to where you don't have anything or where you have very little and you're giving other people, friends and family, you know, money and things like that is, 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 is a no-go. Now, I also want to add in, you know, if you're taking care of a family member or you're helping out someone who's in college, that's probably a different story because a person who's going to college, a person who's going to school, they're investing in themselves and, and you're trying to help them help themselves get a better future, things like that, but still be cautious. Another thing that I want to add in, you may be helping a family member or a friend who is on some type of disability or they really can't can't work, right? That's different. I don't mean things like that. I mean people, I mean grown people who are capable of getting a job, who are capable of picking themselves up and moving to X, Y, and Z. I mean that, right? Set yourself up for success. Set your household up for success. And don't let anyone manipulate you into thinking that because you are single, because you have no kids, because you have no other responsibilities that they have, that your money should go to them. Now, I've seen this before, and it's honestly the, the, the dumbest mindset that I think that you can honestly have. But some people don't see it that way. There are some people who think because they're a single parent, they have kids, that, you know, if you're single and you don't have kids and you don't have responsibilities, that every time they ask you for money, that you should be obligated to to help them because you have extra money and you have this and you have that. Do not be manipulated into into their trap, okay? Uh, the spirit of Jezebel be on people and it be on certain friendships and that's a no-go. Your money is your money and your money is 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 whatever you choose to do with it, right? Um, like financial, like there are financial advisors who would also tell you before you invest your money in any type of stock market, before you invest your money in any type of stocks and bonds and, and businesses, a good financial advisor would tell you to have a safety net. They'll tell you to save three to six months of an emergency fund, which may consist of, you know, three to six months of, you know, your rent, like what you pay right now. It can also include um, money for gas, you know, for three to six months, you know, that it can also include uh, groceries. Your utilities, paying all your bills, your cell phone bill, you know, extra expenses, you know, like changing the light bulbs in your houses, things like that. So they'll say save up three to six months, three to six months worth of emergency funds. And then the money that you have after you save your emergency fund, save that up to start investing in certain uh, uh, companies or stocks or bonds or, or whatever or businesses and they tell you that because investing your money is not always guaranteed. And if you've invested your money in the stock market at all, or if you even watch the news, you'll know that the stock markets fluctuate throughout the years. In five years, the stock market can be great. And then in the next 30 days, it can look like it's crashing. So they tell you to save up emergency funds. So that way, if you're putting your extra money into a stock market, and in a year, it's not doing so good. You still have your emergency fund. You're not depending on the money that's necessarily in the stock market or that what you invested in. Because if you were, 
and the stock market went down, guess what? You wouldn't have anything. So this is why financial uh, financial advisors will tell you, save money first. And this is what I would liken this to you and to, to what you do with your money. Before you continue to help other people, make sure that you have money saved. Make sure that you have a safety net so that way when you start giving out your money, if you choose to after this to help other people, at least you know that if you needed help, if you had an emergency, God forbid, you have a pot of money that you can use, that you can you can uh, lean on. Because if you didn't and you help people and then now you need help and you're asking them to help you, you know, and they can't because, you know, they don't you know, ever have anything, this can also cause resentment. Money is a sensitive issue. It's a sensitive topic. And it's something that can, like I said, cause a rift through families. And it can cause great resentment. And that's something that you don't ever want to be in because resentment is really a, a, not just a feeling, it's, it's situations that you have to work through. It's, you gotta you gotta forgive and you, you have to, to, to love on yourself and to love on them because holding holding on to resentment because you are pretty much blowing all of your money on people who either they can't help you or how can I say it? They they, they couldn't probably help you as much or as fast as you would help them. So you want to make sure that you take care of yourself. You want to make sure that you set boundaries up around your finances. And no is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain why you said no. You don't have to explain why you're not giving them no money this month. You don't have to explain why you just can't just say no. You are a grown adult. You are over 18. You legally pay your taxes. You know, if you owe the IRS, so therefore you are grown. You don't have to explain nothing. No is a complete sentence, right? Set up boundaries around your money, right? Set up boundaries around your money because it, it will it will help you. It will honestly help you. Another topic that I want to talk about, uh, setting boundaries, um, setting boundaries around and, and having a, a healthy balance in life is I want to talk about spirituality, your your spiritual being, right? Setting up boundaries around your relationship with Christ is important, right? It's not perfect, but it's important. It's important because being connected to the wrong people can derail you and being connected to the right people can propel you. So setting up boundaries in your relationship with Christ is important as well as setting up boundaries for yourself, right? So say you are with a friend who they like to go to brunch every Sunday, but you like to go to church every Sunday. So you go with them to brunch sometimes, but on some Sundays you tell them no because you want to go to church. Well, what if they started guilting you or manipulating you into thinking, that you have to go with them to brunch every Sunday. And you may be thinking, I'm grown. I would never let anyone manipulate me. Well, you do actually have those people out there who they're not all that strong when it comes to certain relationships because there are people out there who are, they're very dominant in their relationships. They're like the dominant one within their relationships and they 
tend to be the ones that everyone um, gravitate towards. You know, when they make decisions, everyone follows. When they want to go here, everyone goes, right? So not everyone is, is, is fortunate. So setting up boundaries around your relationship with Christ is important. You know, another thing I would throw out there, like if you like to do Bible studies on Saturday mornings, but you have a significant other who you know, wants to go do something else on Saturday mornings. Well, if this is something that God has put on your heart to do, then this is a boundary in a discussion that you two should have. You should say, you know what? I really need to do my Bible studies on Saturdays. This is something that God has put on my heart. And either you're going to have to do your thing on Saturday or we're just going to have to pick another day to do this because this is important to me. This is my time. This is the only time that I have because throughout the other week, you you guys may be busy, maybe you're not, who knows. But this is another example of setting boundaries around your relationship with Christ because it's important. And idolizing people, worshiping them, and putting God second is a no-go, right? It is a super, super no-go because God said that there shall be no other man that's going to come before him. And he really does mean that. And what's important about putting boundaries up when it comes to your relationship with Christ is is that when we put God first, things start to align. Things start to flow. You You have more anointing when you put God first. And I know it sounds cliche-ish, and it could very well sound cliche-ish, but it's true. When we align ourselves with God, things start to flow. Blessings start to flow. And, and, and things start happening. So when your spiritual life is out of order, when you start allowing friends to dictate your time, when you start allowing families to dictate your time, when you start putting God on the back burner, you wonder why things in your life is out of order. You wonder why you don't feel right. You wonder why you, you know, you uh, can tolerate certain toxicity or not tolerate certain toxicity, but why certain toxicity is down in your life. It's because you don't have that, that, uh, that alignment with God, like how you're supposed to. So be, be purposeful in your time with God, be purposeful in your relationship with God and, and, and be honest about, um, your your relationship with Christ and be honest about you know your your spiritual walk and I'll give you an example and God just put this on my heart it was before it was in let me see I want to say maybe 2002 or 2003 I had applied for a job and um I had applied to work at Dairy Queen and I remember um it was when my mom had uh came to Florida to stay with me for a little bit and, you know, I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, mom, you know, God has really putting on my heart to not uh, work on Sundays, but, you know, I needed a, an extra job. And I was like, I'm kind of scared to put that on my resume that, you know, I don't want to work on Sundays because, you know, not just because, but because, you know, I really felt like God put it on my heart that, you know, working on Sundays is, is a no-go, you know, we're supposed to rest for the Lord. So my mom said, you know, put it on there. You know, she was like, you never know. She was like, if it's meant for you to have the job and God wants you to have it, you know, they'll honor your request. So um, when I applied to work at Dairy Queen, I was like, okay, um, I can work any day but Sunday. I was like, I would like to have Sundays off because 
um, I want to attend church and I want to, you know, um, rest that day for the Lord's Day. I was like, I can work any other day but Sunday. And sure enough, the they gave me the job. They hired me. And I was like, I was surprised. I was so like in awe. I was like, wow. You know, and it it was it was me setting up a boundary around my relationship with Christ. And it was me setting up a boundary around my my growing at the time, my growing relationship with God and him putting on my heart to really honor him on Sunday. Right. And I did that and I still got the job. And I was so in awe because I was like, wow, you know, it, it that really opened my eyes to to the the desires that God can put on our heart when we want to honor him and how he can work on other people's hearts to 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 also fall in alignment with what he has for us and that was a boundary that I had put up and 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 it worked out you know so what I want to you know say is that if God is putting on putting it on your heart to do a certain thing into into you know it may be it may your Sabbath may be Saturday, you know, your Sabbath may be Sunday, you know, whatever God is telling you and whatever God is putting on your heart, tell it to the person, tell it to the people, tell it to your, your manager, you know, tell it to wherever you work, you know, it could, it could be, you know, you may be in a relationship right now, whether it be your, it could, you could be married and God can put it on your heart to set up a standard, set up a boundary. You know, you could be in a relationship and, you know, you guys may be, you know, doing X, Y, Z and, and you may be growing in your walk with Christ and, and God is putting on your heart little seeds to, to, to do this and to do that. And what I want to encourage you to do is, is to, to be bold, to, 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 to speak your, your desires that God has put on your heart, you know, start setting up those boundaries, you know. What's the worst that can happen? Either they can stay in your life or they can leave, you know? If if I honestly believe that if God is putting on, on your heart to 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 do a certain thing, to start honoring a Saturday as a Sabbath, to start honoring Sunday as a Sabbath, to start attending Bible studies on Wednesdays, excuse me, Wednesdays, if God is putting it on your heart, Trust me and believe when I say trust me wholeheartedly, I am telling you, trust me 100%. Trust God 100% that when he is putting it on your heart to do something, when you go and do it, trust me, he will make sure that things are aligned, that there is divine connections. Because God is never going to put it on our heart to do something and then it not come to pass. You know, he may not always guarantee you that the certain people that are going to still be in your life are going to be there. He's not going to always guarantee you that the, the, the same job that you have, you're going to have. But what he can guarantee you is that what he put it on your heart is going to happen. So if God is putting on your heart to do something, go go for it with it. You may be scared. You may be thinking, well, what if, you know, what if I don't get it? Trust me, God is going to make sure that you have what it is that he is asking you to do. Trust me. So set up boundaries around your your spiritual walk with Christ. It's going to be worth it. Right? It is going to be so worth it. So I pray that this was a blessing to you all. And I didn't mean to go over an hour. (laughs) But these are just certain areas that... I felt like God wanted me to talk about um, when it comes to 
to boundaries in relationships, when it comes to boundaries within friendships, especially within in 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 family dynamics. And I couldn't cover every single thing. And maybe I may come back with a with a YouTube slash live Instagram to talk about this more in depth because I do have more no, more notes. But I am going over an hour, so I am going to cut it off right here. And I'm going to end it with a prayer, right, for you all. So it is honestly my prayer um, for you all to establish healthy boundaries because there are certain things that I honestly had to learn myself and I had to learn the hard way. And I can tell you right now that boundaries is going to help you as well as other people. So I am praying for your healthy, well-balanced boundaries and that as you self-reflect, that as you self-examine, that as you learn to look back on certain things where you were the common denominator or certain situations where you were the cause of the problems, to for you to look at to see what can you learn from this, what can you learn from that. I am praying for your weak areas, the things that you are struggling with, the things that you can learn, right, and to learn to navigate who you are and who you are able to be by learning, you know, the good things about yourself, the bad things about you, so that way you may learn what boundaries that you need to set and why you need to set those boundaries. Because not only is, I think it's important to set boundaries, but I think if you understood the why behind the what, you know, it it it, it can stick more to you. It, it can help you anchor you know, why this is important to you, why you feel like you're going to be unmovable in this area. And and, and not only that, it, it can be a, an important um, discussion topic for you to explain because some people need to, to understand why is this important because maybe they've never heard of, you know, that before. Or maybe they never experienced that before. Or maybe it's new to them. You know, be, be able to understand the why behind the what so that way you can explain it, right? And for what's important. Self-evaluation is important. Self self-reflection is important. Right? And I would also pray, you know, that if you need counseling, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, if you need counseling, if you need professional and spiritual guidance that you you seek those things that you're able to have access to those type of resources, you know, um, within your church home, with, within your, you know, um, your work, if they, if they pay for Medicare or medical coverages and things like that, and that falls under um, your medical coverage is seeking counseling and seeking a therapist. I pray that you can get those things, you know, because like I said before, I believe in, um, I believe in spirituality, but I also believe in common sense and I also believe in practicality, you know, how it all falls together. I believe that this is still a season where, you know, God is also doing a shaking. He is also doing an alignment and he is still adjusting certain things. And, and part of that for us is falling in alignment with him by our disciplines, falling in alignment, you know, um, with God shaking and with his doing by self-examination and, and by um, self-reflecting. So I pray that this podcast was a blessing to you and I pray that it will be a blessing to you. 
And I am praying for you to to begin to set to set healthy boundaries and and to begin to um to be able to to reflect on your you know yourself. And there are two books that I'm going to recommend, and this is not sponsored by any way. Um, but there are two books by Dr. Henry uh, Cloud. Um, it's called Boundaries in Dating. That is a wonderful book. And um, he also has another book called Boundaries in Leadership, which is also available in audio. And he has a few other books out there on Amazon and Barnes & Nobles, I'm sure, on you know boundaries in, in certain aspects of your life. So I think that those are a few good books that you know you guys can check out you know, if you can. And like I said, get a therapist if you can. Seek counseling, you know, at from your church home if you can. And I I pray that, you know, this is a walk that you can continue on um, steadfastly, you know, because I'm not going to say, you know, that this can be a walk that you can, um, how can I say it? It's not that you're not going to have any downfalls. It's not that you're not going to have moments where you want to quit and give up because you you will. You will have those moments. You will have those times where, you know, you may you may stall a while. You know, certain circumstances may come up. You may slow down. So what I'm praying for is I'm praying for your steadfastness, right, to, to no matter how, how much you slow down, no, no matter how long you stop, that God always put put it in your heart to keep going, to keep going, even if you slow down, to keep going. So I pray that this was a blessing to you all, and I pray that you got out of it what God intended for me um, to give to you. And like I said, I will try to um, continue this in a YouTube slash Instagram live or Instagram feed because there are some more notes that I didn't get to cover that I would like to cover. So. You all have a blessed day, and I will see you in September for the next podcast. Take care.